at this point, I'm like, I'm just thinking like, I need to move to the US because I just miss all my friends, man. I just, I just, it's, it sucks here. It's okay. You can admit it's the food. No, I don't. I just, <laughs> I just want to hang out with my friends more. <laughs> like, just get brunch. I messaged, I messaged Daisy the other day and I was just like, God damn, it sucks that we can't just like go get a steak, go get a fucking boba tea. You know where we'll be able to get steaks together though? <laughs> in LA, baby. MGS con. Yeah. <laughs> in LA, baby. I was going to say the steak store. And I think at one, one of those steaks may or may not be paid for by Shane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out, Shane. But yeah, lots of stuff going on there, huh? Oh, yeah. That Discord has been on fire lately. <laughs> as of today's recording, yesterday, from t- today's recording, I've got like, it's like my first and probably only con announcement, which is very weird. Tons of announcements, especially recently. I mean, you're you're among like Lori Allen and Paul Eiding and Vanessa Marshall. We got uh, Greg Eagles. I've mentioned before, right? But you guys know I'm like a Paul Eiding super fan, right? Like, uh, I I can't fucking wait to meet him. It's gonna be so cool. The man's amazing. How can't you be? Are you a Ben Tim guy? Yeah, like Paul Paul Iden's like my guy who like whenever I hear his voice in something, I'm like, that's Paul Iden as soon as I hear his fuck him say like two lines. Um he plays like uh, May's dad in Avatar the Last Airbender and he has like five lines or something. Okay, I can hear him anywhere. Like yeah, Ben Ten's granddad. There's a Mandalore gaming video I need to show you. Just remind me with yeah. Paul Iding. Okay. So I gotta ask, how is it that we have taken a break for so long and yet Absolutely nothing of substance has happened. <laughs> just been the same like rumor mill bullshit and just Oh my god, I know. It's kind of like ducked out like Yeah. Guys, did you hear there's a I think we all just snapped at that like as soon as like Donna Burke's like thing happened, I think we all just kind of like mentally broke and like had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> like no no no, like we we all like immediately saw it. we're like, "Oh, look, there's the uh there's the lyric sheet." Uh Sitting there on the desk there. Yeah. Oh, man. What, I can't. I can't I, I do. I sure hope uh, an NDA uh, wouldn't be at risk here with that just carelessly sitting out. <laughs> and then they come out, they're like, surprise, like, guys, guys, it's guys, a cover. It's a joke. <laughs> it's just a prank. Oh, man. That was so painful. I couldn't do another episode about rumors. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Fingers. Yo, it's Apache Smash. Hey everyone, this is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. And then, yeah, it's 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 like we left when E3 just got cancelled. Well, right before E3 got cancelled, but after everybody was like, shit's gonna happen at E3, and then E3 got cancelled, and we all laughed at those people. But now there's gonna be a PlayStation showcase later this month, um, and the rumor people are now like, oh, it's gonna be this one, guys! Yeah. It's the E3 window. The goalpost. The window. Whatever whatever the hell that means. It's whatever the next upcoming gaming event is. That's what the it's, fuck it is. It's whenever it happens, <laughs> it's, it's that's when they predicted it. Straight up, right? I truly believe and based on nothing based on no info i don't have any inside scoop or whatever i think something will get announced this year and it'll be out next year that's my prediction 
I think it's inevitable. I, like, I can agree with that, too, but yeah, yeah. Like, we've all been saying this whole time it's inevitable, but it just gets so fucking tiring doing this over and but over But that's not the point. Over. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> exactly. everybody reacts it's, it's, to it on Twitter. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> and you're just like, please, please stop reacting. Please stop giving this yeah. traffic. This is what they want. Even, even, I even encourage my friends, like, even just sarcastic, like, fuck yous. I guess yeah. fuck you is not really sarcastic. It's just like, no, that's still engagement. Subtweeting, talking about it, just even mentioning yeah. the shit. Your, that helps contribute to it being on trending. God, double damn it. Like, stop it. Your attention is a currency. Stop giving it yeah. to them. Your yeah, attention I, is a currency. That's beautiful. That's elegant. They, uh, they, I noticed a trend as well where they changed from how they wrote the things. They wrote them, they started writing the, the, the post to be as inflammatory as possible to get the haters like because they knew like all of us there was a period where we were all like rabid and we would like jump down the throat of anyone who said anything so they started like baiting us with it to get even more engagement yeah. oh i gotta look that up i mean it wouldn't surprise me I, i'm sure there are you know quiet conversations behind the scenes among some journalists about how annoyed they are that nobody just takes them at their word for this stuff mm -hmm. It just total lack of self-awareness. Uh, you know, no, it's the kids who are wrong, but uh, I, mean, I got to see that. If they, I mean, if they could be honest with themselves, they'd have to know that they're frauds. And, like, that's not a good thing to think about yeah, yourself, no. I guess. I, I, I've been thinking about this really hard, and I really shouldn't, because I, I, look, I had to take some time away from the internet for, like, what, two months? Yeah, it was a pretty long time. Almost. I could not do it anymore. And it wasn't because of just this. I've got I had other personal stuff going on, but like I just had to get away. And um, just thinking about how the you'd have to be thinking about the kind of person you have to be in order to do this stuff. I can really only think of of two options, two possibilities, either you have no moral compass whatsoever and you don't see anything wrong with it. Or you have gotten so good at double think that you can believe in one moment that it's completely true so that you can sound authentic and, and know that you're full of it the next so that you can actually craft this stuff and, and, and put it together. Like you're either so you're either like, like, like a next level expert at compartmentalization or a complete piece of trash. And I'm not sure. I'll be honest. I think it's like, the first one. Like it goes back to insidious. that. Sorry. Sorry, mate. You go, you go. No, I was just going to say it's, it goes back to that. I think it was Upton Sinclair who said like, you can't convince, you can't make a person understand. You can't make a person understand something that if they understand their check, they will lose their checkboard. I'm I fucked up that quote completely. Let me look it up. I I know. Yeah, I know. The, I know the quote you're talking about. Yeah. I think they work in a dying industry and they have no transferable skills and can't do any other job, so they have to do it to pay the bills. I think it's. I, I mean, think it's bills paid. It's you see I, some I, places closing down now. Like, <clears throat> I don't get me wrong. I have some sympathy because that entire market has been just steadily collapsing for the past decade and a half. <laughs> I, just, I just saw, well, yeah, it is like, you see all these different uh, websites like closing down their like gaming departments and stuff. And it's, it's getting, 
you know, slimmer and slimmer earlier. I did. Yeah. I saw that uh, Upton Sinclair quote just now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it. <laughs> that's yep. that's it. That's that's compartmentalization, pretty much. I'm thinking about like one person right now. I think we can all just just focus, and you can see his I mean, face. I got. Yeah. I got his several. Bright red face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think recently I had a fucking, like, I, I don't want anything to do with that industry at all. I recently had a, a DM on Twitter. It was probably like two, three months ago. Um, someone telling me about a job at their company and saying, oh, come, if you apply for it, I'll make sure you get an, an interview. And for a start, like, the money was like way less than what I'm on now. And I was like, what the fuck do they think I'm doing out here for a start? Like, the, you know, like, I don't really post about my job, but like this was really a low amount of money, and it was um, writing game guides for a for a site. And I was like, I don't want to be in that industry for a start. And second, like it isn't going to be around in a year from now. Like this 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 company is going to be dead in a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, keep sending me job offers in my DMs. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> did um did y'all speaking of games journalism did y'all see that video uh it got it ended up the tweet ended up getting deleted but it was from ign and they were like oh jeez, yeah they were saying things like the reason why we give games a lot of a lot of game sevens is because you know there are so many games that come out like thousands and thousands and if we try to review them all we just wouldn't have time so we only review games that are generally known and those generally have you know a decent a, a they're decent enough as games. They're decent enough as products. That I I, I get that. There's a lot of shit that comes out. There's a lot but of then show they follow that we don't it up. Think. But then they follow <laughs> yeah, it up with, up well, <laughs> if a game's not known, it must not be very good. And I'm like, excuse me. That's a good way of thinking. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that guy said. <laughs> the dude yeah. said it was like that's that the way of thinking is seven out of ten, which you know, <laughs> when you think of it in the context of IGN, is is kind of like an hilarious back clap i guess i honestly like have a, a picture of people who work in the industry in my head and they're the kind of people who spend thousands on mobile games though that you know like microtransactions and stuff like that in my head they're just like tan their phone all day and play fucking some shit tower defense game and buy you know <laughs> crystals and gems in it like that that that's the picture i have of these people you know, I, I kind of wonder, and maybe I'm treading into some controversial territory here, but you know how there was that whole big debate over game accessibility and difficulty levels, and I know the Souls games were, were kind of at the center of it, and um, then there were, you know, remarks about, oh, we're just making journalist mode because they suck at games, and like, maybe, maybe this is an old talking point, but it's only now occurring to me that if you have to make a, a salary reviewing and writing content for as many games as possible it's probably pretty annoying when a game's difficult <laughs> I, I i think that that's why like independent reviewers have just overtaken like you know big conglomerates of of, of companies yeah. that hire people like enthusiasts th th there's a kind of realness to independent youtubers that, that, that and and you yeah. know of a source as well this kind of realness that it just can't be faked it literally cannot be faked well and too like ign it doesn't have like dedicated like reviewers where it's like the, you know a review comes out for a game and you're like oh cool it's that guy it's it, it's like a different person every time so it's just ign yeah. or, like, as a whole is just 
I don't know. It doesn't carry much weight. You yeah, it used to be like three like, or four people, and I would know who they were. And yeah. now it's like I don't know who's writing this, but they're terrible. Yeah, I, so, I still remember. Like, I still remember the writers at PSM. I was freaking out when we had one of them on the show, right? Yeah. And I don't remember anybody from IGN doing. ever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my favorite, my favorite game reviewer of of the the previous industry is definitely Charlie Brooker. And I mean, look look at what he ended up doing, fucking writing on Black Mirror, like. Oh, you know, right Black before, Mirror's I mean, like that's his, his series. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Like that's what I said. Yeah, no, put some respect on his name. You're, you're right, Nitroid. It's his show. Um, and, you know, I don't think he had that kind of talent uh, anymore. He was, um, what was the show that, that he did before, like long Scream before White. that? Yeah, that, where he would sort of dismantle how media worked. Yeah, he had, uh, um, what's it called? The guy who made Salad Fingers. I've, I've met him. I can't think of his name. Um, oh, David God. Firth. David Firth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, like, introduced David Firth to the mainstream. Uh, I mean, I used to go on fucking fatpie.com. <laughs> but, like... Hell, yeah. He, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I actually met him in person, and I was so drunk, it was one of the most embarrassing experiences of my life, that, like, in hindsight. <laughs> but, yeah, that that show was sort of the first thing, at least for me, that sort of shattered the visage, so to speak. You know? I straight up didn't think that was like available in the US. I thought that was a UK only thing. Oh, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Like, it, uh, what? It's, <laughs> yeah. Like we got exposed to it probably through like YouTube links posted on like Reddit or if we're going that far back, dig. But yep, probably something like that. I I think I, I just wanted to go back to you know talk about difficulty for Dark Souls and stuff. Uh, my take is simple. Like if it had an easy mode, it. It is. It would be a good thing, but I also believe that the developers have the right to say we're not putting that in the game. Like that. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's my take. Yeah. It, it 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 would be a net positive. Sure. There's a lot. Of, there's the accessibility angle, and you know, I don't really like the whole disabled um, people can't play these games because they're too hard. When you think about like um, the Street Fighter player. Who literally doesn't have hands and smashes fuck out people, and could legit kick my ass. Oh yeah, yeah, like no problem. Like most um, people's asses, yeah. Uh, Broly legs, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, like, but I also accept that, like, imagine how much fucking effort he put in to get that good at Street Fighter, like overcoming. Yeah. Should everyone? have to do that to play a fucking video game like no no right it's like <laughs> you know it's there's there's a lot of noise in that whole debate it shouldn't really be a debate i I've, I've always sort of just pushed that pushed the noise aside and i i land sort of on the idea that just let the developers do what they want yeah and you know if people like what they you know what their choices are you know, that'll, that'll work. And if they don't, then it won't, you know, that's, and, and by and large, I mean, it, it hasn't been the debate that's been pushing for accessibility options in games. It's been just sort of naturally working its way in. Yeah. And we've got to remember that, um, Metal Gear Solid has always come with a fucking journalist mode. <laughs> it's literally always come, it's always coming one maybe maybe not the 2d games <laughs> in fact definitely not the 2d games yeah they're hard no um, matter what but yeah i mean M mgs2 is very easy you can do it blindfolded it's piss piss 
you can always count on an interesting topic of discussion to be completely ruined by two idiots on two different extremes who reframe the entire debate about what they think it's actually about. And that noise, you know, it just sort of galvanizes the conversation. Everybody goes to one team or another, and it just becomes a, a impossible to have anything resembling a sensible opinion at that point. Yeah, and I, and I have to say, I've, I've said it before, but some of the biggest losers in the Metal Gear community are people who think that they're better than others because they can play the game on a harder difficulty. Like, you're not, you're a fucking loser, man. Yeah, that's like, the I don't care if they can play better or not. Like, I, I look, I suck at it for the most part. <laughs> Generalism <laughs> I'll be, mode. I'll be <laughs> don't honest. I don't play mode. it on, I don't do that. I'm not that bad. Um, Like, I've I've been able to get big boss rank, but, you know, in, in most of them or the equivalent, but um, I'm not great. I'm not, I'm never going to be able to speed run like, like you. I'm, you know, I'm not going to no. be able to go through these. I'm, I know, I know you're like, I, and, I and know what the, you're going to say. Thing. No, I, I'm going to say like European extreme, like is, is doable by anyone, but you don't have to play on it. Like, and if you yeah. did, if you never played on it, if you only played it on very easy and you, and you just wanted to watch the cutscenes and enjoy the game, that's fucking fine. Welcome yeah. to the community. You know, you're, yeah, just, played, as, you're just as good like, as anyone else. Like I play most games on like normal or hard, you know, mostly normal. Because I kind of like to see, like, okay, what do they think of as, like, this is what we made for most people? Like, I want to know what you made for us. Like, what is do it? you think the, the the baseline is? That's what I typically do. And yeah, part of it is just because I'm, you know, I'm not all that great, but, you know. Here's how I, I kind of view the difficulties as well and, and tune in. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, I think, was a little bit overtuned. Even on easy, it was it was, like a decent challenge i'd say um i think that's because partly because of like the binary alert system and how like guards will continuously come at you when you're spotted and there's not oh, really yeah. as much chance to kind of get away and clear the alert without taking a, a shitload of damage and then mgs2 like got it perfect like absolutely perfect european extreme is really difficult very easy is like a, a breeze and normal is like you know your every man's difficulty and I just think Metal Gear Solid 3 kind of, like, they went the other way. It's kind of too easy on normal, and you need to kind of... The, the, the kind of, like, standard everyman's is probably hard. Um, so they've gone, they've gone all over the place with it. They've never been perfectly tuned, in, in my opinion. And also, obviously, MGS3 kind of, like, lost the difficulty compared to mgs2 because on mgs2 if you play on hard extreme or euro you can pick between not game over and game over discovered i love that by the three, way yeah yeah I, I i love that too and it and it was like it feels like so much more work was put into like the tuning of two mm -hmm. and then in three you can only have a uh, game over if discovered on euro and uh yeah that's the way I think about it anyway. I'd love to actually write an essay and articulate how I feel about the difficulties one day, but who has the fucking time? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> Not to change the subject here, but at some point before, while we were recording, and this, I feel like this is a good segue for our next topic, if we want to make this the next topic, but Kojima just tweeted, watch the Super Mario Brothers movie at IMAX 3D theater, mushroom emoji. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, now we know how he feels about the Mario movie. Cue it is what the it rage. Is. 
I'm gonna go see it tomorrow with my mom, and uh, yeah, I'm not expecting like a uh, real impactful story or anything, or a, <clears throat> a, a deep plot, or you know. <laughs> it's a it's a kids it's movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a, I'm expecting. Hey, here we it's, go. Okay, I, I, okay. I'm expecting another Sonic movie. That's but it's Mario this time. You know, it's it's. it's let me. Uh, let me let me let me add a bit to what I just said there, okay? Because just because something <laughs> is a kids movie doesn't mean it needs to be dumb. There are smart kids movies. There are well written kids movies, but there are also bad kids movies. Let, I don't know what this is. I think I'm gonna like it better than the Sonic movie, though, to be honest, because like I, yeah. I didn't really care for that. Like this is just gonna what? be a, a big old member berry like assault. Yeah, like, I get it's, it. Yeah, like, but you know, it's like, hey, remember Yoshi? It's like cool. I get it. Let me just say, yeah, if if you know... I remember Gino, you jerks. If you know what's going on, the moments will be earned. If you don't know what's going on, you'll feel like, I guess, Kojima. <laughs> but I feel like Kojima knew what was going on, but was still like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> Man, the Sonic movie was fucking excellent. What are you talking about? I don't know. I, I haven't watched the second one yet. I heard that one was better. It's not so. as good. It's, it's not, not it's as not good. Okay, well, then opinion. I'll we'll just skip it then. <laughs> it's got better moments. It's got better little individual moments, but as a whole. It's got tails. You know, I, I don't know when I'm going to see the Mario movie. Probably not for a long time, because I asked my kids if they wanted to see it, and they were like, not really. Yeah. Now, my mom, like, literally texted me. It was like, I want to go see the Mario movie. I was like, well, we're going to go see the Mario movie then. It's so weird. Like, they wanted to see the Sonic movie. They asked me to see the Sonic movie. And, and like, you know, one of them's, you know, a, quite a bit older now and has kind of moved on past that. But the my, my, my second son, my younger son, is still well within that age range. And he's just like, yeah, I don't really care about Mario at all. My final take is watch the Tetris movie because I really fucking liked it. It's a bit silly at the end, but, like, overall, I really like the Tetris film. Uh, I hate to derail it, but is it just me, or do kids just... It, it, it's, it seems more to me, and maybe I'm wrong, because, you know, I have a limited perspective here, but it seems like adults care more about the Mario movie than kids do. Probably. No, I fully agree. Right? Kids, kids yeah. care, probably care more about Mortal Kombat fatalities, ripping cunt spines out, and that. I probably shouldn't say the c word on the show. I <laughs> take it back. I'll keep it in. You know, you know like little kids. When Mario was when 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 Mario was new, and 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 kids experience it, and Mario was like a a huge thing in gaming, and gaming wasn't as vast. Like it was, it was a big deal, but now. Mario probably seems a bit silly to kids, and yeah. I do think it's adults. Yeah. Like, it, it's surely going to hit adults more because those games have grown up with us as well. Like, yeah. as we grow up, we see new iterations of it, and it's kind of like always been there. It's, and it's probably comforting to a lot of people. This is happening a lot with media. I've noticed that there are a lot of these sort of revivals of media that you know, used to be intended for younger audiences, but are clearly only being made for the aged audiences that are still hanging around. And the younger generation just doesn't care because it's not their thing. It's not what they mm -hmm. grew up with. It's what mm -hmm. we grew up with. Yeah. So it's just very tone deaf. Yeah, it's like when they like, if they like were to relaunch like the A-team, like we're like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> but our parents are like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Star Wars, I think is- the I, I was actually thinking of that- um, like when you were talking about Star Wars, I was thinking about that. I think they mentioned that in in the Plinket reviews. Is like, or either Plinket or 
or the Star Trek sequel reviews where ki- kids just don't care. There's Exactly. They cared a bit about The Mandalorian. Until season three came along, Jesus Christ. I didn't even watch it. Mm, it was bad. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't give a shit about Star Wars anymore. I literally yeah. do not. I don't care. And I was like the the, the biggest Star Wars super fan going. Uh, I like cared so much about it. No, it's, it's turned into this MCU thing where like you got to watch all the shows and the movies to know everything that's going on. It's just like, ah, oh, come on. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even hate it. I don't dislike it. I just, I feel nothing for it. I'm just, I'm just like, free of it yeah no i'll say it like season one and two of mandalorian were great but then like season three was just like a filler season you know it's just like ah so i i mean i don't know if i want to open this can of worms next to days in apache but don't um, say the st word yeah i'm gonna say it i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna say it like i briefly cared about star trek again for about 35 minutes bro and then what the fuck happened uh data went how did how did you put it he did tokyo drifting on the enterprise inside of a board cube <laughs> maybe we should spoiler alert that and and cut that out oh man. you are now That's... about to hear spoilers for a tv show that barely anyone watches or cares about on a Mel Gear <laughs> podcast yeah there you go that shit was just like you want to talk about unearned? <laughs> okay, fingers. Let me put this in perspective for you. Oh yeah, go ahead, hit me. Yeah. This, I'm going to explain this in terms you'll get. Okay, yeah. do it. Do a Star War for me. Well, that's exactly what they did. Okay. Okay. It, imagine if they created a scene. It, it, no, I'll just tell you what they did. They did exactly this. They took the Death Star run from from Return of the Jedi, but replaced the Death Star with a Borg cube and replace the Millennium Falcon with the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And in terms of scale, it's not like, it, you have to understand, no. we're, we're not speaking in terms of like a TIE fighter or, some sh- or an X-Wing or some shit like that. We're speaking in terms of like a space carrier. Dude, this Dude, the Enterprise is the size of a city. Yeah, and it also has it, whales on it. Not many people know that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was to already... Elaborate. But yeah, it does. It, does. <laughs> it had a lionfish too at one point. It, the, the thing that frustrates. Okay, you know what it reminds me of? You know what it reminds me of? Because this is also something that happened between the times we recorded. And I love how we're talking about everything but Metal Gear and our triumphant return. Well, we talked about it a little bit. This is fine. Uh, yeah. This, yeah, but uh, we'll get back to it. It reminds me of the Final Fantasy VII remake, Picard season three, and since that. I was cautiously optimistic as I went through, but I understood some of the limitations. But oh, then I get to it? the end. <sighs> don't get me fucking started, dude. There, <laughs> what was that shit? Look, the, yeah. I don't even care yeah. about like. We need to talk about that. I didn't know you beat it. I've been, <laughs> I've been wanting to talk like, to you about it for ages. I don't even like care that they're diverging <laughs> from the timeline, but the pacing was just so awful. And then at one yeah, point, the ending was. Oof. It's it's the most meta th- remake ever. I like fuck like yeah. It's 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 a remake that's trying to deal with the fact that you can't remake Final Fantasy VII without disappointing everybody. And I feel like that's I feel like the objective. There's a little bit of overlap between that and Terry Metalis's objective for Picard season three, but then they both like pull some shit out of their ass in the sense mm-hmm. that you know. Final Fantasy Remake did The Whispers, and then Terry Metalis did, oh, uh, you know what this also reminds me of? Here, I'll get there in a second. 
And then Terry Metalis did the whole like, oh, Jack Crusher has like Lacutus DNA and his body. Oh, that was so dumb. That was so Which dumb. also, you know, it reminds me of you ever see that bit uh from Batman Beyond when you find out uh Waller injected some yes. Batman DNA. Yes, it and was they call just it Project like Batman Beyond. Yes. It reminded me of that shit. Scream. And then they gave my boyfriend like the most half assed death. I don't know. It was Can I can I just say in defense, I will say one nice, I will say two nice things about Star Trek Picard. No, I'll say three nice things. Three nice things about Star Trek Picard season three. Because I know Fingers is just waiting for us to shut up at this point. <laughs> and I don't blame you. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. I'll be right back. All right, you guys. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> uh, nice thing number one, I'm glad that Picard has a kid now. That's nice. That's just nice. I don't want to I don't want to elaborate. I don't want to dive into the 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 how or the why. I just think on the surface, that's nice. That's that's the extent of my opinion on that. That's nice. Uh number 2. Um that uh was downright it was downright surgical how that season retconned the last two seasons of that show. Yeah, holy shit. And, you know, they talk about, like, it's called, like, hanging a lantern, right? It's like a trope where they acknowledge something that they fucked up on. Yeah, he didn't hang a lantern. He hung a damn lamp store. Yeah, he was fucking illuminations, man. Like, he, he, it was almost like, it was almost like a fucking, I agree with everyone who fucking hated this show. Like, and and it's so (laughs) funny because... There was there was people you know on Twitter and stuff when the season one and two were on and they were like if you don't like new Star Trek if you don't like Picard then fuck you I'm gonna block you and it's like the 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 guy who's writing the show now agrees with those people. It, but yeah, it was it was, it was just not it, it was just it's just not for me. I'm just gonna watch Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah, no no no. It's that's not me saying it was good. I'm just impressed at the at the at the the the, the, the surgical level at which he took apart everything those two seasons did. If we, if we could get it out of our system and then never talk about Star Trek again on the show, because I know that Fingers hates it. And I'm yeah, sure I kind of want... I'm sure most people don't give a fuck. I'm really glad that they mentioned Lal, because it was kind of di- fucking disgusting that they made an entire first season about Data's daughter. And, he and didn't like, mention oh, Lal. always wanted a child. And fuck, yeah, yeah, fuck you. And then made him suicidal at the end. Yeah, so that would that actually leads into the third nice thing I'll say about it, which is I'm glad Data's back. Thank you for that. It's okay, nice that they gave him a role where he's allowed to act because he he always yes. said that like he playing Data, he liked playing Data, but like he couldn't really flex his acting muscles. And Brent Spine is fantastic in my in my yeah, opinion. I, I really really like Brent Spine. He's he's wrong about that because acting as Data in that fashion made you believe the character. Mm, big time it was yeah it was his performance was fantastic i mean, I get what he's saying but i don't think he gets just how good he was at that i don't, I don't think any of those actors realize how good that fucking writing was either like holy yeah, shit yeah uh, clearly patrick stewart doesn't because he yeah. was like fuck the characterization of this guy i'm gonna do my own thing and then and so, season three terramatos was like no which yeah, no, i yeah, i do agree boss with now. everything you said Nitroid, except that you missed one thing. What I miss? Captain Liam Shaw. Yes, you're right. Okay, four things. Shaw was <laughs> awesome, and they should have just. I get why. I get what they did. I get it. But man, what a waste of an amazing character. 
right? And 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 I think uh, Patchy was telling me the other day, and I think he he put, put it eloquently. They, I think Terry Metallison. I keep saying his name, and I hope I'm saying it right. But I, I thought he had good writing in that regard, but I just don't think he had confidence. Yeah, confidence yeah. enough confidence in the character. He he needs to just be given his own Star Trek project and not tied to anything else that's come before. Write your own shit. You clearly know what's going on. You clearly know how to write Star Trek. You clearly love and appreciate the world. Like, just do your own thing. I I don't want to see any Picard. I don't want to see fucking Tuvok. Like, just write your own characters because Liam Shaw was incredible. Sydney of LaForge, excellent. I love Sydney. Yeah, Yeah, I love Sydney. Excellent character. Um. Do your do your own thing, man. And the way he rewrote Raffi to be a completely different character. Raffi was, was great in this season. Yeah, like, what she, the hell? You took the most insufferable character in the past two seasons and you made her totally likable. Do you know what Joe? You know, I really appreciate about that as as well is it, it's like her acting was spot on. She was doing the best with everything she was given. It was just crap oh, yeah. writing. And once she had good writing, like she 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 ran with it. Fantastic actor, Jerry her Ryan. And Worf was like, too. What a pairing. Yeah, uh, I, ha, who would have thought of that as well? Like, I would not have come up with that. Terry Metalis, he knows his shit, and uh, yeah, I just want and, and I, seven, I will watch anything he makes, yeah. even if it's not Star well, Trek. Whatever he that makes was going to be my next I'll question. Do you want to go watch? I think he wrote twelve the Twelve Monkeys show. Yeah, yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Metal Gear the model's been getting on him me to watch that. So yeah, I'll here's, watch that. Well, here's would you my guys? Concern. Would you guys well, watch? Go ahead. I was going to ask before we change the subject. Would you would you guys watch a Terry Metalis written show about? First of all, I have like somebody tell me how Jack Crusher, after willingly going defecting to the Borg and getting a shit ton of people killed, how he got on the fast track as an ensign. But <laughs> I won't talk about that his anymore. Fucking dad is Picard. <laughs>
and I, and you could see glimpses of the old ways sort of peeking in in this season, but then they would be crushed and and like the music would sound just terrible most of the time. They would be Jack Crusher. Yeah. Sorry. So I you know how I know you said, you know, you'd be happy if we never talked about Star Trek on this show again. And honestly, I'm kind of at a point where I would be happy if I never stopped talked about Star Trek for the rest of my life. I'm I'm good. Can you at least give me a little leeway when me and Apache get through DS9? Okay. Yeah, Chelsea watching DS9 for the first time ever. We're doing oh, a deal. Oh, you are in for a treat. We're doing a deal. He I get to watch DS9 and I then I introduce him to the Sopranos. Fingers are gonna cut. You're gonna cut like like 80% of this conversation. And it's okay. I get it. I love you anyway. Wonderful Patreons of the show. We're sorry, but we've been really resisting the urge to talk about this for, I'd say, about 15 episodes. It's been yeah, we kind of brewing in the background. We didn't charge this month, so we we really don't have to shut up about Star Trek. Oh, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Anyway. It's not even on the note sheet. It's not, but it was coming in. By the way, Amanda... um who joined the audience just a moment ago. Uh, we talked about the con loads at the start. We can, we we can talk so about the con again. <laughs> yeah, I don't we, we should. Um, Nitroid brought a, bought a laptop for this. I did. I mean, it's an older one, but it's more than enough for what I need. So. All right, I'm back. No, I don't talk about Star Trek, right? <laughs> we were talking to you this whole time. It's done. It's out of our system, dude. So He really so. did go for a smoke. I was about to say, I was like wondering if you actually... Yeah, and then my Discord fucked up, and I was sitting here talking, and I was like, uh-oh, they can't hear me. Um, I thought it was a joke. Yeah, no, I was serious. It was I was not. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them go uh, talk about Star Trek for a sec. I'll just say, uh, I'll just say this. Star Wars for life. <sighs> okay. Jesus. <laughs> Feel better? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, MGS Con, yeah. Uh, what can we say and what can't we say? Um, we don't have, like, I mean, Nitroid has a lot of stuff done for his panel. I don't think we have anything quite set up yet. And Apache is just thinking up hypothetical panels if he ever had his own panel. But yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing a, a panel there, and I don't want to talk too much about what it's uh about <laughs> um but i think it's something that's going to be unique uh and worth uh attending i don't like how do i how do i say this i don't want to i don't want to give it away quite yet but it's going to be very hideo kojima panels yeah yeah a bit a bit yeah um, no, I didn't. I didn't want to do something traditional. I know. I know a lot of people are going to be there talking about lore, talking about their favorite games, talking about trivia, sharing art. You know, there's there's going to be that conversation is going to you know be all encompassing of the of of MGS Con. I feel like among the audience and everything. And and the last thing anybody wants is for me to get up on stage and tell them a bunch of stuff they already know, or they've read on Twitter a hundred times. Yeah. Right. So I, I've been trying to come up with something different and interesting and not pretentious and possibly useful um and it's not modding related but i was gonna say how to tom olson just kidding no <laughs> um but I'll, I'll leave it at that which hold on tom olson alert um oh, gee, gotta update yeah. on tom olson he made another appearance 
um, recently since we... It's so not important. <laughs> no, dude, we got to talk about that. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we really don't. Dude, didn't you just say there was like, a, this was a no news cycle? Like, come on now. <laughs> Even Kojima's sort of like, like ramping down his activity. He's just, you know, hanging out with, with Del Toro and other celebrities, getting pictures, you know. His podcast, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot going on. Oh, dude, don't ask me for a brain structure update. I mean, are they are they still doing that? <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're you know he was asking if people want like a season two and, and okay, so they so. are on a break. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean I've listened to a few over, but yeah, I just I kind of lost my interest. I would really like to hear more about the development processes. You know, yeah, like, not so much these. People that I know nothing about, and they're like, "Here's my favorite book," and they're like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like, and that's fine, but like, it, you know, that sort of sets it apart with, you know, uh, the Kojima Productions report back in the day. Yeah. With, uh, you know, Ryan Payton and and Kenny Mizumi and and how you know I would I would hang on to every word of those shows because they were talking about what they were actually doing day to day in a lot of cases. They yeah. were talking about their direct inspirations and not not in like this vague, you know, I, I like movies and, and movies inspire me to do things sort of way, but like in very specific pointed ways, you know, like, we, you know, we thought of this and it sort of led to this and like it was very candid. Mm. And and I and I would love to hear more of that. We'll probably get some more of that as the development cycle of DS2 happens, you know, like we'll just, yeah, right now it's pretty secretive until we get the next trailer. Like you gotta, th yeah. Like when we got that first it could be tomorrow trailer for, yeah. Right. We got that first trailer for death straining and it was kind of like, Hey, but like there wasn't any other information really for a while. And everybody was Dude. like, well, shit, <laughs> what do we make of this? I was looking at your notes and I was like, uh, state of play tomorrow, another DS2 trailer. And I was like, was there a DS2 trailer? No, like you're right. It's the well is dry. Yeah. It's just been a lot of planning and, and waiting for stuff to happen. I mean, that's the hardest part about this, especially with Konami not doing anything, you know? Yeah, with, with they're doing weird product announcements with like other weird companies. Yeah, that, that oh happened. Oh my god, we were can gone. we talk about that? Silent yeah. Hill makeup. What the fuck was that? <laughs> their Comic Sans like yeah, that website was, and just they're just fully leaning into the low aesthetic. Fucking weird aesthetic Silent Hill shirts while you put on your Silent Hill eyeshadow. Uh, I like to think I know a thing or two about fashion. You should see my character in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like she is dressed in a ninth. So I assure you Please come back. That, that is some of the worst clothing I have ever seen in my fucking life. I, I cannot believe Can it. you link me to that? I wanna see it again. <laughs> so so what? <laughs> the the Can Silent Hill clothes. Yeah, oh, I need yeah, to see yeah, it again. What was that company that they were doing it with? I'm going to type in, I'm going to Google Silent Hill ugly clothes and see if it gives me anything. <laughs> that, that, that shit was embarrassing as well. Like, I'm, even for even if even if you like that style, if you can call it that, like, oh, God, it's fucking horrible. If you like, even if you like that. What was it, though? It was like some company that's like a. It was online ceramics. I'm going to try typing that, too. Silent. Hill ugly clothes. <laughs> I even hate if, to. Even, yep, that brought it right up. Wow. Yeah, it brought it to me. And the second article was some guy from PC Gamer that was like, "Well, I like the clothes," and I'm like, "That's great." Did I, this really I, did this really warrant bandwidth, my man? Even if even if you like it, 
you've got to see how fucking embarrassing that was for like Konami. <laughs> like, what are they doing? I cannot believe they honestly. I mean, is this supposed to be ironic? I mean, they've got a T-shirt that says "All you care about is that dead wife of yours," and then the URL for the website. Jesus God, dude! Some kids <sighs> are gonna be like, "These idiots are so out of touch," and I'm like, "No, I just I'm allergic to ugly." No, listen. Have a look at my fucking clothes in Final Fantasy fourteen and tell me I don't oh know about God. fashion. <laughs> Go to the website for for that. Oh my God! Have yeah, you gone it, to the it actual... was just a shit show. I remember. Like... What is this GeoCities nonsense I'm looking at? I that's, mean, this is like this is fully what? intentional though. Like they're they're just leaning yeah, it into is. it. Like okay, it's in, then that's funny on the part of these guys then, and completely yeah. That's uh, I mean that's what I'm saying is like it's an aesthetic. It's just not my aesthetic, and it's entirely yeah. <laughs> fucking inappropriate yeah. for Silent Hill. Yeah, these guys are on brand, and this is like this is. This is a perfect encapsulation of like what the those guys are and it's totally like perfectly emblematic of the state of Konami today. Yeah, Konami it's, on Instagram is still just posting like TikTok reels and shit and it's just like <laughs> What was the thing they did the other Hold on. I think they did one yesterday and it was the weirdest thing I've seen from them in a while. It might have actually been like an old tweet that got retweeted. The whole like no, that's not solid snake thing got a got a, a resurfacing lately. Yeah, that was an old tweet. Yeah, because yeah. that was an old old thing of theirs. But so like I can't hold them for that. But this the brand thing is very weird. I kind of want to get one though. Almost. I I'm, I love some of these other shirts. Yeah, I want I want this frog one that says, "Believe it or not, it is still so because of love." And it's two frogs spooning each other. How can Aww. you not love that? That's great. If if you're a collector as well, you have to pick up these awful fucking pieces of clothing because they're not <laughs> going to be around long. Like, what if some kids wear it? Like, you know how kids wear like, oh my god, my cousin was wearing an Odd Future shirt. This okay, this this shirt kind of reminded me of Odd Future back in the day. But my cousin was wearing an Odd Future shirt the other day, and he didn't know what who Odd Future were. And I think that th th there might be some kids out there who, like, don't know what Silent Hill is, but they yeah. like this aesthetic. <laughs> is this low-key brilliant? I guess. I don't know. Like, like they, they, I bet it sold to a certain demographic. Well, let's just say that. Like, um, even, if, even if you were going for some sort of niche m market of, like, fucking, I guess, like, people who think this is cool, it is overall a net embarrassment. Like, you know, you're just pissing people off by posting this. Yeah, like, like the demographic that they sold to is not the demographic that, like, the people are probably, like, buying the games and stuff and are, like, really into it. Probably some, like, people I... that wear Supreme and shit, like, buying this. I don't know. Konami, I love you, but you are fucking hard to love. <laughs> I, I, okay, like, I don't want to, I don't. It's okay, Konami, I know what it's like to be the problem child. I really don't want to bash Konami, despite how easy they're making it. You know, I, I do want to love Konami. No, uh, me either, again, because but... I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually a real big fan of the stuff they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's, <laughs> been this, that's been the hardest part about this. It's just, it's just been like, oh, man, you're sitting there watching. It's like it's like don't it's like an ex that you like still want to be friends with. You're like, come on, man, you're like, making it hard. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's all I can see when I look at this is is 
they have no idea how to handle these franchises because they can't they can't handle them in the way they're handling everything else successfully it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't correlate you know it doesn't it doesn't translate you know they've got these mobile games that they're that they're you know making money hand over fist on that they can you know sort of monetize and and design a certain way you know they you know all these other games sort of lend themselves to those sort of models but you know the big franchises don't and and they don't know what to do and it just it just seems like it, you know the the medium is the message and it seems so nonsensical and confusing because they're confused they don't know what to do that's what i get from this or it's 4D chess. I don't know. I'm sorry. I still can't get over. Is this brilliant or not? And the response was, I guess. And that just. <laughs> I just kind of sort of ended it. Com- you know encompasses the whole thing, really. Can I you buy these shirts? I'll wear one to MGS Con. You know what is brilliant? My fucking pal card cup idea that changes based on the temperature of the liquid. I did a lot of research into how to do that, by the way. Uh, Daisy did some answer. research too, but she only yeah. <laughs> Tommy Tellerizzi. Yeah. 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 Was... <laughs> That's so I funny. Know. All three of us were just picturing the Tommy Tellerico mug. I don't know about you, Nitro, but all three of us yeah. were sitting here going, "Man, the Tommy Tellerico mug sure did change colors real well." Short answer: It's hard. I hope y'all are still enjoying it into 2023. It's been in the dishwasher like 300 times, and it still changes every fucking time. It's been it a great, great mug. Yeah, nice. You're not supposed to do that. I hand wash mine, but it's yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's well. First of all, I, I'm honored and flattered that you do that, but also that just shows the power of when your mother's very proud of you. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, everybody! Uh, what else is happening? Uh, I'm still looking for these T-shirts. Some guy tried to like hit some other guy at Konami. Like that was news, I guess. <laughs> yeah, with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> oh yeah, tried to kill his boss. I think he saw those Silent Hill T-shirts. Start swinging. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's awful. I really can't say that. Can I really cannot? No, you know was, what? Was, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. That joke was in the back of my head as a segue, but I was like, nah, I'm going to hell for that one. <laughs> I, if, if you can find me a link to these t shirts, I'll buy one. Do they not know? Like, okay, obviously, the, the, this site is very self aware. Like this, this is like, you know, 1 a.m. adult swim vibes, right? Like they know what they're doing. 1 a.m. adult swim vibes. Holy shit. And but Konami, either they're in on the joke, which is really uncharacteristic of of who they are right now. This feels like somebody knows a guy that knows like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, hey, bro, like I got and they're like, cool. Or they really thought this was a, a a home run or something, or thought it was okay, and just didn't really think about it too too deeply. Like, I wish it could be a fly on the wall when they when they hit when they had the fucking email about this. Their other shit has nothing to do with like video games, Silent Hill, and it, like I'm looking at all of this, and it's just why it's the context. It's all this. Online ceramics. Nobody can change my world with a frog on the front of it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you use Angela on a shirt like that and then use that promo photo given the whole freaking point of her character? Unless you were... Like, this is a giant shit post. That's what it feels yeah. like. And I gotta respect it on that front, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a hilarious shit post, but on Konami's part, I cannot... 
I, I don't believe for a second that they were in on this joke. Like, peep the sweatshirt that I just posted. Like, what Like what the... <laughs> <laughs> it is literally fucking graphic design is my passion. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's that's exactly what it is. I will say this. I will say this. The Angela shirt with the, with the, at the bottom that says, after receiving a letter from his wife, that reminds me of, like, you ever get, like, soundtracks for JRPGs? And they have the title, and they have, like, a little tiny description on the bottom. Y'all yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I love that shit. These look like these look like shirts that Neil Breen would design. <laughs> Why did you kill yourself? Because I wore this shirt. <laughs> but I also want one. I kind of want the sweatpants. Those sweatpants are hilarious. Like The beginning is near. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I'm trying to find more Silent Hill stuff, but they don't really have... Yeah, you can't click on, like, sort by Silent Hill. It's bullshit. Yeah, this is... Almost like they don't care. Okay, let me just... F Silent Hill. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Okay, there's, like, two things. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a lot of stuff sold out. Just poor Angela. She's all that's left. Let's just print the box art on pants. Unlike... 2000s cargo pants god just give metal gear to me just let me have it just let me have it you you, you don't you, you don't care i can tell you don't care about this stuff just give it to me 270 dollars wait what that's how much the sweatpants cost oh no this is one of those brands this is a shit post this is absolutely a shit post how much is the sweater i was like my limit was like 50 bucks and that was pushing it that was like, yeah. okay, birthday gift to myself. The sweater is $70. Nah. I am not. You are like, this is almost like, if they did this with Metal Gear, unironically, it would be the funniest thing I'd ever, I've, I've probably ever seen. You know, it. it, it like, Colonel, I'm it at would, the sneaking point in Comic yeah, Sans. Like. <laughs> because it would be in such, in such brazen contrast yeah to the way kojima handles merchandise Mm -hmm. like like to the point that like you're intentionally trying to go to the opposite extreme of what he does which is like this pretentious ass uh, designer shit pretentious like luxury brand yeah exactly where where like i I feel it like with the (laughs) merchandise for death stranding 2 and kojima productions currently it's getting to a point where it's very out of touch with yeah, it's the, like oh you want you know? a Death Stranding watch it's seven thousand dollars <laughs> yeah I don't want that I I like what it, who is this for except the rich Saudi prince that you decided to invite <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what's what's the crossover like what's the crossover of Death Stranding fans and people who can drop seven k on a piece of merch there's like three people and one of them Shane yeah. I think like like in terms of creative voice, the two most the two most damaging influences have probably been uh, Disney slash Marvel and Apple. I think they've kind of ruined media in a lot of ways just because of how how good they are at making impressive templates for how to present things, you know? Yeah, they're very good at at sort of writing the formulas. I fucking hate sitting in the cinema for an extra 15 minutes. I just, I just watch the post credits yeah. on YouTube every time. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, same. I'm always sitting there pulling up that website. It's like, what is that website? It's like, uh, after the credits.com or something like that. It's like, yeah, does I, this have something? 
I like the app that lets you know when you can go pee during. Dude, I was about to say that. I like the app. I like, that... I like the one that tells you whether a dog dies in it or not. So you, oh, know, no. you never watch a film where a dog dies. Oh, that's a good app. I gotta get that out. Um, it's it's more tragic in Kojima's case because he was sort sort of one of the first people to really kind of do that. I mean, he wasn't the first person. There are there are you know we we've had things like expansion packs and and game of the year editions before, but like you said, they weren't sort of expected, you know. And when Kojima would do his sort of a take on this, it would always be something a little subversive, very different. It wasn't just adding a couple extra levels or putting in some, you know, it was always like, we're going to change things up in, in a fundamental way, you know, at least as much as possible. It's sad because when you mentioned the game of the year editions and shit like that, I see at least online that, you know, at this point, a lot of people interpret the game of the year edition is not only, you know, the quote unquote director's cut, but also the cheaper version that won't have day one bugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the evolution of this product. Also, what does that name even mean? Like that, like if one like rinky dink outlet says you're the game of the year, does that mean you can call it game of the year? Like it doesn't mean anything. All I know is that that Mega 64 bit, the 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 play date, that's that's been like more relevant than ever, especially with like Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, and you know, these games coming out. And it's like, oh, wait, I can't play it yet. Shit. <laughs> it's broken and nothing works. Uh-oh. Looks like you bought a game on the release date. You need the play date. That's the day when you can actually play the game. No more excuses, patches, or bullshit. Just the game you paid for on the day you can finally play it. It's just it's you, you look at the past games like you know when, with with MGS you had integral you had substance you had subsistence um and i mean to be fair this wasn't exactly um a common thing with his games other than metal gear i mean yeah there was i guess portable ops plus um what am i forgetting i know there's other stuff but i can't remember i mean i guess snatcher had cd romantic you know which is practically a remake back in the day, but Zone of the other, other uh, Zone of the Enders Two. Uh, what's it called? Games? I know there was something. The H H D. I guess it's just called the H D edition. Yeah, I don't know if I would That's... count that as like a as like a you know in the same vein as like Substance or something, where it's like fundamentally yeah. changing the game. Maybe maybe Mars. You know. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. Sorry. Yeah. The whole VR edition. Yeah. Um. But like, you know, they were there was always an attempt to sort of make it creatively distinct, you know, with the naming, with the ideas that they put into it. Like, we're not just going to add some extra levels like like we're putting in an online mode, you know, like like there was always just this, you know, we get a chance to reinvent the game and do some things that we didn't get to do the first time around for, you know, lack of time or budget or, or whatever. You know, it was it wasn't just a double dip. You know, it wasn't just a, a cynical re-release. There was there was effort. There was intent, you know? Okay. Yeah, you you really need to fucking watch this H-Bomb video. Yeah, it I, sounds like I do. Because now, like, I don't get that from anything, hardly. I just, but, and, and you're right, I wait for the Game of the Year editions because then you don't have the bugs and you don't have to, you know, worry about stuff. And, and it's, it's, it's more of an incentive now with how physical games uh are are a little more of a crapshoot now you know there's been this big like uh 
controversy. Like the latest uh, like Xbox game that came out was Redfall. And like they had this whole like everything that had been shown before that had been like 60 FPS. And then they were like, well, wait, actually, we're, we're going to have to wait a bit because we, we got this this 30 FPS mode and we'll, we'll eventually release a performance mode that brings it back up to 60. But That's enjoy ridiculous. this 30 FPS mode for now. <laughs> Everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, just delay the game. Like, you know, what's going yeah. on with this? I mean, that Phil Spencer interview, I don't know if either of you like saw that or anything but that was weirdly apologetic and self-deprecating he's been saying a lot of self-deprecating things lately like how uh xbox and or how sony and nintendo just out console them and yeah (laughs) it was very candid you know and i mean at one part they even just straight he like it's wrapped in pr speak but he straight up admits that they were lying about redfall's performance you know like, that's wild. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I mean, like, just coming out of, like, by the way, I, I bought a PS5. You, you're giving me shit last time. You're like, oh, why don't you buy a PS5? Well, I did. And <laughs> and now I'm looking for games. And I'm like, well, shit, there's not too much out here. Yeah, there's no games. Just watch Netflix. Yeah, the stuff that's coming out is, you know, not even, like, ready to play yet. So I'm sitting here like, well, I guess I'll rent Returnal. <laughs> You know, like Returnal's good like, though, man. Yeah, so like, yeah, I'm going back and like playing the playing the backlog of stuff I missed. Like, I beat uh, Ratchet and Clank, and it, it like the PS5 is great. You know, the, the the load times are amazing, and it's it's a really good PS4. But I'm I'm totally like in search of games right now, and it it, it sucks. Like just every like PS5's more of a status symbol. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Got a new job. Got a little, got a little extra little money going around. And speaking of that, I I recently got a, a fucking big blue uh, Street Fighter Two arcade, and uh, I got Metal Gear Solid running on it <laughs> through RetroArch. Which yeah, next time I'm in I'm in uh, am I allowed to say VA? I'm allowed to yeah, say VA. Go ahead. Next yeah, time yeah. I'm in VA, I'm so doing a fucking speed run on it. Dude, all right, so here we go. Here we go. No, no, I'm gonna go. I want to see that. <laughs> so I loaded up Ghost Babble. I'm coming for y'all. I got 45 <laughs> seconds. On oh, the first shit. Stage. Watch out. I'm coming for that ass. All right. Just <laughs> I'm gonna get that 35. Just wait a minute. And I'm gonna Dude, do it on, might, a, on a big for blue real, arcade. Though, that, and I'm gonna be the say, first one to do it. <laughs> no, that might be y'all. a whole other record. So you could be I, sort yeah, of exactly. like exactly. Also, the thing about I was like, no one's probably done it on a big blue arcade. Like there's a category extension for arcade stick, and that would definitely fall under it. Fuck yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Me and you got to talk about Yeah, yeah. Can we make this an event? Like, just have everybody at your house while Apache's trying to speedrun yeah. that thing, and you're trying to speedrun Ghost Babble, and we just drink and comment? That sounds fucking awesome. I got Metal Gear Solid, like, PS1 running on it, and, you know, it's 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 six buttons, and then, like, a the the player one button. So like basically what I had to do was like say, okay, I gotta, I gotta like get rid of L1 and R1, but I do have L2 and R2 and I do have my select and my start. And then like starts not really used in metal gear. So, so I do have all the buttons work. Someone was asking me, like, you just can't pause it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if I need to pause it, I'll hit, you know, the, the escape on my keyboard and just pause retro arc. It's fine. But yeah, like as far as like having all the buttons work, I do have it working. It it runs pretty good. Like I mean, basically the arcade one up machines are running like an Android, you know, back end, and then 
you know, you just run retro arch and uh Could you yeah. run MGS two on that? Wouldn't have the controls, but that's yeah, like Dreamcast is like the like the limit for these things. Like once you start running PS2 era stuff. I mean that's expecting PS2 uh emulation on, on something is kinda you know. Check into uh Aether S SX2. It's it's discontinued, but it's a really good PS2 emulator for Android. You might be able to run some stuff. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll check it out. That's yeah, I mean that's like I can just upload any APK into this thing like <laughs> through ADB. And uh That's illegal. Yeah. Well You are you are legally dumping all your games from the original cartridges and CDs. Yeah, I have correct. Yeah, of course you are. Okay. I have Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection, so I guess I own all of them. Um, yep, it's all good. VR missions running on there. It's great. I might have made this joke before, but I'm pretty sure I own enough copies of MGS2 that I can just legally give it to anybody I want. <laughs> I have, for some reason, I don't know where this came from, I have both the both a PC copy and a PS2 copy of Silent Hill 2. Whoa. And of all the goddamn things my ISP got me for, I don't have, a, I don't have an optical drive on my PC. So I had to pirate Silent Hill 2. And of all the fucking things my ISP yelled at me about for pirating, it's the <laughs> game that I own, own, like, the super expensive <laughs> version of. And it's like, come on, man. That's really funny. That's why you should sign up for... can't remember the name of it, damn it. That joke would have been good. Windscribe. Well, that's what I use. Uh, well. Because <laughs> they don't sell your data. Yeah. I am not sponsored. I just don't like crappy services. We saw uh, Nintendo went after people recently. Uh, yeah, that's emulation. an understatement. Yeah. Um, what about the guy who's like on the hook for what? Like how many oh millions God, of dollars? Oh, God, that, that poor guy. Yeah, 30% of his salary <laughs> for like the rest of his life. Nintendo don't fuck around. But yeah. yeah. The guy's last name is Bowser, too. What are the fucking chances, right? <laughs> what are the chances? Their CEO's name, too. Like, what are the chances they're related? That's what I mean. Like, what are the fucking chances? <laughs> They've been super uh, protective over this Tears of the Kingdom footage, though. Like, uh, yeah. I saw that uh, Alana got, like, banned from Twitch for just, like, showing someone else's preview footage on her stream. And it's just like, damn. I'm, I'm calling it now that's going to be Game of the Year, by the way. I'm, calling, I'm just going to call it right Probably. now. Probably. I love the tweet somebody posted. Somebody retweeted the person who took the picture of them opening like t uh, Tears of the Kingdom or whatever it's called. And somebody retweeted it and put Nintendo's about to make your house look like a hotline Miami level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Sega's like, oh, you made a Sonic fan game? That's cool. Let me retweet it. Yeah. Lame. I know we're like super on time, but I wanted to kind of reevaluate this because this has been in the back of my mind. Um, and it's also on our notes, of course, so that's that's why. But I wanted to revisit Resident Evil 4, because Fingers, I know you, you started playing it. Let's go, yeah. I, I played through it now, yeah. I'm done with it, yeah. Are we going to address the zombie elephant in the room? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... that's. I wanted to bring it up for many reasons, and both of both of which both of you mentioned. Um, it's obligatory on this show. So, here, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go in and say, like, my opinion on it. Like, I played it. I beat it. It's fine. But I felt I, I agree with Nitroid. Like I felt like something was missing. Like there was this there was this goofy weird layer with the original that I feel like they leaned into like the super serious side, and there was no QTEs, and they wouldn't let me put my 
fucking ammo in a storage box. Oh, yeah, I do hate that. And uh, that really pissed me off. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I guess I just kind of prefer the original. I mean, like, I, it's a perfectly competent and fine remake. Like, I thought they did a, you know, everything's good. But I feel like they didn't fully represent what the original did. And, and I'll, I'll go ahead and flip that. I feel like what this remake uh, formula would be really well for, like, it, it would do a good job for, is uh, Code Veronica. Mm-hmm, I feel like it would mm-hmm. fit that. Which they'll never do. Yeah, but I feel like it would fit that game perfectly. But 4 had this other wacky element that I feel this wasn't fully expressed in yeah. this. But, like, for Code Veronica, like, this totally would have worked. Like, this, the dry delivery, like, we get it, Leon's a dumbass. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I missed sort of the, the tone between the characters. It's totally... Like, yeah, it's tone. Like, just the tone was off. Yeah. Do you remember, like, somebody pointed this out, but, like, there's a moment in the original where... Leon cracks some really dumb joke when talking to Sadler on the not codec and Sadler's mm-hmm. just like, ah, 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 like it's just really like aware of the fact that Leon's being a total, you know, shithead. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. You know, the game's got tons of character. I, I know I've, I've ragged on resident evil four a lot, but just to be clear, like I think resident evil four is a great action game. I just prefer classic, old school resident evil and four was kind of the death of that yeah so like i don't think it's good resident evil but i think it's a really good game and i like the you know the personality of it yeah that's that's where i landed on it too it's like yeah it's, it's fine and I, I i got the counter you know the uh yeah. the parry system eventually you know like, i got all that and it, it was fine but just, the character's gone uh, apache i'm assuming the, the 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 zombie elephant in the room you're referring to sort of the drama and the speedrunning changes that they did? Yeah, I think um, there was obviously them patching out the glitches, which is super annoying. And, and we spoke about this during the, the Unmetal episode, and I, I, I made my feelings clear. It's it's really great when a developer like wants to work with the speedrunning community, but sometimes it has a very ugly side, like Back for Blood, um, patching out all the speedrun stuff that was found. Um, and essentially... Uh, Developers using speedrunners as beta test, like unpaid testers of the game, so they can patch stuff. Mm. Um, it's really irritating, especially when it's something that like a person wouldn't do by accident. You, yeah, you that was lame. A- you wouldn't accidentally uh, do, do these skips, and and like let's be honest, even if you did, you just reload a save. Like if you didn't want to do that, I tried doing it on purpose and I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's like really niche stuff. It's like they don't. They don't patch, like, the, the game's got loading problems. It doesn't work on all kinds of hardware. It's got horrendous loading times if you have saves. It's got all these issues, and they don't do any of that, but they patch out some glitch that, like, three people are going to do. Obviously more. A lot of people like to speedrun Resident Evil, but it's, like, it's not 500 people. It, it, you know, it's it's definitely yeah. less than 1,000 people worldwide. and And so they're actively harming the experience for a very niche community and it's like it seemed petty it can't, yeah it does seem petty that's like patching out the temperature glitch with the pal car it's like like heating it up on the uh it's like patching that out and be like well wait that would save you time yeah but like they put the yeah like what are they doing like yeah. commit your <laughs> fucking development commit these hours to fixing issues that 
all the players are experiencing or, or a huge portion of them. So it's, it's, it's just, it's really just like a fuck you. It, it, it's just like a fuck you um, to some of the most passionate Resident Evil fans on earth. Um, but then the, there's the other side of it as well, where they've made it um, not so much for the speed run, but definitely for challenge runs, like no damage. They've added just tons of random elements into the game. And, mm-hmm. and the best way I can describe it is um, learning and becoming good at Metal Gear Solid 3 was like a very clinical experience. And you could constantly see yourself improve. And things that seemed like so difficult before, like the Ocelot unit on European Extreme, it seems so difficult at first. And it's such a wall. But once you become like more competent and practice it, like it, it becomes easier and, and there's a, there's a good feeling like, like, like I can do this now um, and I can do it consistently. And I think Dark Souls is the same. Like when you first fight a boss in Dark Souls, it's like, holy shit, how the hell do I kill this guy? But as you learn and become better at the game, you know, you, you stomp them. Like, you know, you turn up and just, you know, one shot the boss because you've, you've learned how to play the game. But Resident Evil 4 has just so many random elements that you you cannot like study the game and improve it and 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 it's just like it feels like it's just cutting out a very niche portion of the audience and i don't know why they have such anger and like hatred towards this part of the community like why why have they designed the game like this everything that you just said on top of just kind of letting the game just sort of marinate in my head um, it's definitely kind of poisoned the well as far as looking back. Like, I enjoyed myself, but there's definitely some flaws and elements that, you know, kind of I didn't think about until much later. What are some of those random elements? Because I'm kind of blind to them. Um, I'm I'm in Nitroid's boat where I, I kind of got some vibes about, you know, some of these glitches or some of this random element, this RNG. Uh, but could you elaborate, like, give us some examples? I, I think it's to do with um, things like... Um, so take the the very start of the game, uh, the fighting around the clock tower before the before the bell rings, right? It's mm-hmm. like there's like a, a a million different ways that 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 part of the game can play out, and there's no way to kind of find consistency. And then there's just like random um, explosions going off that can cause damage, inconsistent, um, you know, parries. Um, you can't like become perfect at like the parry system because it's inconsistent on whether it gives it you or not. Um, just just like an an inability to study and become at the game because there's always these things that are going to fuck you over hanging in the background as part of the design. Speaking it, it, of to, the clock tower and hanging in the background, though, can't you just skip it by shooting the bell? Yeah, no, no, you can't. It was a bad. It was a bad example. But I'm just I get saying, it. Like, I just had to. I, I had to point that out. Because I think that's that's actually pretty funny. It's like Dark Souls. You can become an extremely yeah, good Dark Souls player. Yeah, you can yeah. you can study the game. You can perfect um, fights. Um, even even with like random elements, you can account for them and you can become good. And there's that I think for it's people, randomness in the in bad places is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, for for people like me mastering the games in in this way is it's like the most it's a really rewarding feeling and it's a really cool way to play games um and it's a very solitary thing as well because 
as, as I, you know, obviously I've played Metal Gear in, in events and stuff, but there's there's other games that I feel that way about too that I don't necessarily share with other people because it's a very personal thing. It's like, you know, I, want, I love this game and I, I want to become very um, skilled at it and I want to be able to yeah. um, have mastery over the game essentially. Um, there's a lot, I think there's a fair amount of people who are like me in that respect and, and also like to do that. And it's just awful game design when games can be made to prevent that. It's ironic that it's inconsistent in this way, given how sort of formulaic Capcom's approach to remakes is becoming. Or Resident Evil in general. I, I don't get how they fucking nailed it with two remake. They nailed it. It's such a... Probably because they didn't know what they were doing yet. I said before, I straight up want like, one of the best games I have ever played in my life. It is one of my favorite games of all time. I love it. It's like... I, I, honestly i could describe it as perfect it's fucking perfect i really do love that game and it's so like fucking tight and you can have amazing control over your character and there's plenty of randomness in in two remake plenty of randomness but it's all like stuff you can account for whereas four is it's it's, just all over the place yeah i i i think there's there's just too much bullshit in the game i mean there's there's clear examples people have shown where like the crosshairs on weapons and um red dot sites and stuff they have them on the on the on the on the enemy and fire and the and the bullet just misses for no reason oh dude dude shooting the guns in resident evil 4 remake i was getting flashbacks to morrowind (laughs) (laughs) that's a good reference um like it's just not gonna hit half the time that that literally does not happen in two ever i have never ever you know missed a shot that i hit into never you know what it feels like it it feels like because of how much more haphazard everything is in four and how more you know it is it is faster it is more action oriented than than two and and three remake were that you know you're I don't know. It felt like they they seemed to think I, I, I'm speculating, but maybe they thought you were too overpowered and they needed to nerf you. And that was just a bad way of doing it. I, I think only multiplayer games you should balance from the top end down. Yes. Single yeah. player games should not strive to have this perfect balance. I don't know where this idea came from. Um, you see it in games like Skyrim where they try and to, they want to balance every, you know, they can't have axes more powerful than swords or maces because maybe someone right. likes so they try to mace. scale it. Yeah. But then the scaling doesn't make any sense and it ends up making the game just bad. Yeah, it just, it, it, it just, it just kind of makes it lame for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, they're worried that like some guy who, whose job it is to play Resident Evil might have a, an easy time once he works out all the best stuff. Like, you know, it's... It, and, like, who cares? Just have fun. You know one game that uh, felt like this, it had, like, the same kind of thing going on was uh, the Dead Space remake. Like, there was, there was a part where I was like, shit, I don't have enough ammo, this is really scary. And also I was like, you're overpowered as fuck, go ahead. Like, it, it just, like, shifted all of a sudden, like, like, halfway through the game. What difficulty are you playing on? Just, just normal. Okay, but it, you know, just all of a sudden, it like it it shifted to just like, oh, you've got plenty of ammo, you're fine, and I was just using the uh, like big laser cutter type thing to fuck everybody up. But yeah, I I think I think people 
who want to gain a mastery o o over games. Like it's clearly a big thing with with the success of of Dark Souls, Elden Ring, things like that. Yeah. Uh, people want to see themselves absolutely wreck like insurmountable challenges, uh, and, and just be able to be completely in control of the character. And I, I don't really understand who this design seeps in for. I don't. I'm not like anti-random elements in games. I'm real. I'm really not. I just. I'm just like anti-bullshit. <laughs> I don't. I don't like bullshit. Yeah, in that games. Was, like one thing with the remake of Resident Evil Four was like the the new treasure system where you could kind of like combine gems and like and that just gave me like a whole new element of like stress of like should I use this gem now or should I wait and use it on a bigger piece of treasure and get more oh, points? You, and I was just like, ah. You can. <laughs> the game is set up in a way that you can. If if you're getting the treasure maps and you're looking around, you will always be able to fill out every single one in the optimum way. Yeah, and that's that's like. I ended up, yeah, I ended up getting all the damn treasures because I used the maps and yeah. stuff, and, like, I got everything, and then at the end I was fine, but it just, it, it gives you this, like, uh, expectation of, like, scarcity, and then you go and you're like, oh, I'm I'm fine. And Shit. it's not really like, there, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why, like, where the new, the new Game Plus crowd is just, like, you know, just plowing through it, like, oh, this is fine, but the, the first run-through, like, yeah, with, with Resident Evil 4 and Dead Space, I was both, like, worried about my resources throughout but uh after after playing those games back to back i'm i'm tired of shooting legs for sure i'm not sure if i want them to do code veronica <laughs> there's a there's a, a resident evil player who i greatly admire um and he's not like mega famous or anything he's called a, a, his username is a living disaster and he does like challenge runs of all the resident evil games and i've never seen someone have like such like he's an amazing player, absolutely amazing player. He does like all scenarios, knife only, no damage, and and just just cr the most crazy challenges you can think of. He, that's that's what he does, and he posts videos of them. Um, and the first time I saw him play Resident Evil Two, I'm like, I cannot believe you can get this good at the game. And so I was really excited for Resident Evil Four coming out because I was like, I can't wait to watch him like you know get to grips with the game and become amazing at it. And he's just like, the game's trash, I don't want to play it. It's like, you know, you, the, the, you know, the people who are like incredible players of the previous games are just like, I want nothing to do with this awful mess. Dude, um, I, I was personally I think, like looking forward to you and me being on a Discord call and you like explaining the different movement mechanics and how enemies work and like, it sounds like we're just not going to get that. Yeah, I think... Because you, yeah. you did that a lot with the RE2 remake. Yeah, like I, I and I'll be I'll be back to that. By the way, I'm running Resident Evil Two Remake No Damage at an event soon. Hope I don't get hit. <laughs> um. <laughs> to summarize, sort of your point here. Here's what it sort of seems to me: with Resident Evil Two, the the mechanics, the rules that you have and that you play by are consistent. They are set in stone. It's the environment and what happens in them that can vary. So you've got a consistent set of rules with an inconsistent environment, which means you have to improvise, but you can get very good at it. With Resident Evil 4, however, the rules are inconsistent yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's throwing it all into disarray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly exactly what it is. Yeah, there was a lot of situations just in regular combat where I was just like, 
you know, sitting there, I was like, okay, and I'm I'm good on my parry Which, timing and stuff, but like still, like, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed, and like they're they're fucking me up, like, oh no. So it, sh- it just felt like almost not unfair, yeah. but you know, like if I positioned myself better, sure. But like there were times where I was like, bullshit, I blocked that, or bullshit, I parried that, you know, like whatever. But, and it's a shame because I really like the parrying and the and the, the yeah. melee that they've added. But like, just like it, the timing, if, they could just they could overwhelm you with with attacks. So it was like, well, I can't parry all of those. Like, what what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't want to make people think that I'm I'm saying it's a bad game. I think it I think it probably sets out to do what it wanted to do, and I think it'll give casual players and and clearly does give um you know the everyman players of the game a great time and i'm sure lots of people have enjoyed playing resident yeah. evil 4 remake i'm just saying that for me i'm just i'm just i guess i'm disappointed that i i won't get to watch like the, the, you know top resident evil players um do like incredible challenges with the game and 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 push the mm-hmm. game to its absolute limits and you know yeah. pull you know put away everything and do it with the minimal stuff possible and like I, just, I, I, I guess I, I feel like I'm going to miss out on that joy because I, I, I see so many um, players of the game and real, really good Resident Evil players just saying that like they're not interested in playing it they don't want anything to do with it. Which sucks because like, I saw a bunch of like really cinematic cuts of people like kind of you know, dealing with the combat system and you know, like perfect dodge, perfect parry, boom, hit this guy, boom. You know, like it was like just really good segments, but... Yeah, if they can't do a whole seg, you know, a whole gameplay, uh, a, f- a full run segment of it, then it's like, well, shit. There's an artisanry that goes into making an engine like that, you know, and and I, you know, I fully admit that I'm sort of uh, ignorant of some of the specifics here because I just don't play Resident Evil remake that, you know, any any of these remakes really that deeply. Yeah. Um, but you know, you were talking about you know how MGS and Dark Souls are are sort of you know or Souls games in general. Are the, you know they, they're the they're, same? I don't. I don't think I've done this before. But Metal Gear Solid Three European Extreme is exactly like Dark Souls. It's like something jumps out and hits you in the face and kills you. And uh, or like in Metal Gear Solid Three's case, you get seen by a guard and it gives you a game over. And then you have to try it again with the knowledge that you've learned from 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 yeah. failing. And, and it's trial and error. It's certainly at first, it's like you you fail repeatedly, but eventually, um, you understand the challenge and overcome it. Well, it's a complex system. I mean, we've talked about this before, but you know, the the you know, the, the MGS systems definitely lend themselves to sort of these emergent effects, you know, and and I've seen similar things in in the Souls games as well, where you've got this very complex but very um how do I how do I put this? Um very technically intentional systems. They want you to know the rules instead of giving you like a linear challenge it's not it's not like you put the key in the door to open it it's like it gives you a whole toolbox and says find a way through the door yeah it's it's not a sandbox it's a playground and none of the tools are going to break on you yeah yeah it's not a sandbox no i heard people I and mean, we talked about this too but there are people who have said mgs3 is a sandbox and and you you mentioned that you disagreed with that and i i agree with you like that's not what it is yeah, low key. There's a there's a video on YouTube about 300 views talking about um, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 sandbox, and I'm going to make a response video to it, just breaking down everything that's incorrect in that video. Like Tommy <laughs> Tell Rico. Just kidding. No hate to the no hate to the guy who made it. He's he's just wrong about a lot of a lot of stuff. It doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't make him invalid. 
I just disagree intensely and I want to make my feelings known. <laughs> it's like you said, the, you know, the rules are set in stone and um, you just have an amazing kit and, and so many ways to, to solve the puzzle. But the rules are very... Um, it's, uh, I can't, can't, I can't get the words to fucking describe. I love Melkis O three. No, no, I get it. I mean, it's um, you know, a, a sandbox is sort of meant to be this wide open thing where you can experiment and 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 you know, it's it tends to be sort of very simple, you know, simple rules in a in a a wide open space, and I don't mean like. Uh, a literally a wide open space like a Grand Theft Auto map. I mean, I mean, they sort of get the obstacles out of your way. They give you some very simple mechanics to learn, and then you can do whatever you want with those uh, within that. It's it's kind of it's more static, you know. I I I think it's a mirage. Metal Gear Solid Three yeah. is a mirage. It's a completely linear game with that's been like dressed to make you think it's completely open. It's it's not at all, but it tricks you into thinking it, it is. And and, and well, I yeah, I mean, there are some complex interactions going on for sure. You know, it's 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 it is it is linear, but the mechanics are somewhat nonlinear. You know, it's very dynamic and 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 somewhat. It's not exactly unpredictable, but things can go so wildly. It's like you can set up a Rube Goldberg machine mechanically in that game. Yeah, shout out Big Saru, who's been making Rube Goldberg machines in that game for about <laughs> 10 years now. Yeah, exactly, point. yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. But I, you know, I think he's the one I, I think about, yeah. I think that's incredibly special, and, and it's something I, I love about Metal Gear Solid 3 is how it, it tricks you into into coming across as a more open game than it is and it does little things that stick in your mind so when you think about it it's this huge expansive wilderness whereas the actual game when you when you boil it down it is so linear i mean it, it, it it's rooms literally chain on one one from the other it's 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 almost a straight line the game is it's pretty much a straight line it's it's so linear um, and just the fact that so many people do think it's a sandbox, um, I, I think that's just a testament to how well it was made. I mean, speaking of, you know, sandbox, I mean, I got to give credit to MGSV. I mean, like, there, there's some shit you can do in that game. There's one channel that I can think of, uh, Hikari MGS on YouTube. He used to set up some, <laughs> it was just like him setting up bowling pins and knocking them down, you know, with guards and, and doing all this funny shit. But it, it was it was like that that other guy that you're talking about that Big Sorrow used to do, you know, it's, it's pretty much like the MGSV equivalent of that, but... uh yeah. Shout out Kari. He 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 was my nemesis, man. I I I went to, uh, I went to a deep place to to beat his MGS three run. Yeah. It, it had been up for, for five years before I beat it, and I I, I tell you what, I woke up every single day and thought about Hikari. I thought about him, <laughs> and I was like, you know, trying to like reverse engineering his videos and stuff, trying to work yeah. because they, they, they. I mean, he speaks he he spoke in English, obviously, but he he's he's a Japanese guy. And I couldn't just contact him and ask him about things. So I, I used to sit and watch his videos for hours. He has um, thought up and created more things in Metal Gear Solid 3 than people will ever appreciate. A lot of like, I'd say like 90% of the speedrun is his DNA. 
that's pretty crazy. And he used the fiddle remix in a lot of his. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've 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 had maybe five conversations with him in my in my, in my whole life, and uh, yeah, he's a stand up guy and an incredible Metal Gear player. Yeah, shout out Hikari for sure. God, I wish there was a. I I know I'm going off track here, but just with everything you can do in MGS3, I, God, I wish there was a level editor. You know. Oh yeah. man, v- VR make it. if we could make VR stages, that'd be so fucking cool. Yeah, I don't know. Would they be VR? It'd be more like boot camp, wouldn't it? Just to stay well, within for the time three, period. for three, right? Yeah, uh, for yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. I, I always wondered camp. how they would do VR in three. Would it be someone simulating that environment, or yeah. would it be like just like an army boot camp training kind of thing? Instead of VR, it's like actual set pieces that have been that are, exist in I, the real world. That's how I have always imagined it from like way back before the game came yeah. out. The shooting range versus VR. Yeah. Yeah. Was that it would be like all natural and like fake stuff and like cardboard cutouts and stuff. And they and they sort of did a little bit of that in Peace Walker. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of like I never thought they would actually do VR missions and they didn't. So, <laughs> you know, what was that uh, it's, the, the, the Puyan missions? <laughs> yeah, it like, it, it's well. Well, I mean, like with MGS three and four, instead of doing VR missions, it was the online components. Those were the major additions. Those were yeah. the, the extra. That's the extra gameplay. You know, I was always bummed that four never got VR missions of some kind because that game has so much going on for it mechanically, and yet you have almost no opportunity to make any use of, of any yeah. of the stuff in there. That would have been like the the best like way to just take advantage of mm-hmm. all those gameplay systems. That, that, that does feel like the big the big complaint about MGS Four. It's not like the systems aren't great. It's like we just never got to really got to use them, and it's just yeah. cutscenes kept cutting us off whenever we were doing cool shit. Yeah, I just want a level editor. Like just yeah. sh- I want Metal Gear Maker. Metal Gear Maker is the is the word, man. Yep, we've been saying that for a long time. I yeah. I think if. If they do a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bring it up again. But if they do a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, I hope I like the game even half as much as I like Metal Gear Solid 3. If I if I could love that game even 50% of, of how much I like Metal Gear Solid 3, then it's gonna be an absolute treat. Like I I wish nothing more that if they do it that it's good. I really, really want it to be good. Can I can I ask you something? What? Are are you gonna be mad at me if I just hated on principle alone? <laughs> no, because you you you, you, you <laughs> can hate whatever the hell you like, mate. I uh, you know I'll 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 never agree or disagree on something just be, just because you said it. Um, we definitely good man. We definitely both hate something. This some of the same things, and we and we disagree on some things. But I know I'm kidding. Like like I mean, whatever they end up doing, which I mean, let's face it, they are eventually going to do something. It. You know, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be an, I'm gonna be like an angry old man about it, but I'm gonna try it. If if they could, if they could pull something off like a Resident Evil Two remake, holy fucking shit! Yeah, man. I'm I mean, just hoping that some of the camo options, like you know, like they have like a, a collab deal with online ceramics, so <laughs> you can wear that in the game, <laughs> and like you know, God. just charge me for it like two bucks. Like, cool, I'll buy it. You mod know, the like, hell out of that. <laughs> I hope it's. I hope it says your camo index is low. If you'd like yeah. to upgrade your camo index, please pay five ninety nine. Your camo index is really loud right now. <laughs> you need you need like fox bucks or drebin points. Not wait. Yeah. You need like there's there's drebin points in the game. I like fox bucks. Online ceramics coins. 
<laughs> I'm really oh, partial boy. to Fox books. I like that. Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I know I've said this before, but like three is probably the only one that I think um, would be hurt the least by a remake. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, they're going for three or one. Like we're not there. If they go for two, it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Three, three is like, it's not a perfect game. It falls apart at the end. Gameplay wise, but story wise, in my opinion, incredible, perfectly told. It, yeah. It just works. It's fantastic. Like, I'm not knocking the story in this. I think it's the, it's the fan favorite. Like, you know, like you see like the most people being like, yeah, MGS3 is the best. Like MGS1, like as much classic as it is, like it's like still people were like, yeah, but MGS3 though, like. Because MGS3 is not divisive. You might not think it's, it yeah. might not be your personal favorite, but no one hates it. It feels like yeah. no exactly. one it's hates it. Exactly, it's the safe it. option. And that's why that's probably the one that will get remade. Yeah. But they, if they, if they are remaking it, they really need to do something gameplay wise with the, the almost the second half of the game. Basically, everything after the sorrow, it just the game kind of falls apart. Um, the the bike chase is way too long. It's way too long. It works once. the The first time you do it, fantastic. Um, the Shagohad fight is terrible. It needs to be way more complex, in my opinion. Way more complex. I mean, um, yeah. Well, I don't want to spoil Resident Evil Four, but just like the 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 vehicle segments and that, like, were kind of off. I don't know. Just it felt like, just, how are you gonna make a minecart chase boring? Like, come on, right? <laughs> like, like the, come, but yeah, like those segments really need to hit. Like, yeah, that's that's an important part. And like, either yeah, trim it down or make it exciting, or or you know, throw in some variables that that switch it up a little bit, but. I, um, one of the reasons I have such a hard time dealing with all of the excitement over an MGS3 remake or remakes of, of, you know, one, two or three, really, these are games that were made by one of the most talented video game developers ever at the peak of his career. Yeah. At, at at his creative height, I would I would argue is that's when he was the most, you know, creatively efficient. That's when he was doing his best work is is in that span of time right there, I think, is is one through three before he started getting chained down and, and started getting cynical with it. You know, yeah. How in the world can anybody. At any of these companies who are very clearly struggling to even comprehend the identity of these franchises hope to improve upon it yeah fucking preach man that's uh, i don't think they're trying to improve upon it it's just like trying to like like you look at resident evil 4 go watch the h-bomb video <laughs> go watch uh, it yeah. this is it's gonna like, be like the tommy Tallarico video <laughs> yeah like it's just we're just gonna talk about it for the next year i'm definitely gonna watch it but like with the resident evil 4 and the dead space remake i was just like okay cool played it again like through this remake engine but like good job it's competent you know you guys are talking about like oh i'm doing my professional run like dude i played one round of mercenaries on each stage and was like hey i'm done like like I've i'm never done with this game like I'm, I'm i'm shipping it off back out the game fly and uh you know like, like i was kind of just like i i wanted it to be done even before that 
You know, like that. That's a weird sign when I'm playing a game and I'm like, ah, oh, is this thing over yet? I'm like looking at my watch, like <laughs> looking up, going to like howlongtobeat.com. Like, how many hours does this shit take? Like, how many chapters are in this? That's I a mean, big problem. But like, I don't ever remember doing that on the original MGS3, Resident Evil 4, or Dead Space. I just remember playing through those games and being like, fuck yeah. You know, that, that's kind of the problem that we're at right now. Some of it might be age. Some of it might be age, and we have to put that on the table. Yeah, I might be just, you know, the attention span or any of that stuff is just, you know, yeah, you've already been through it. Here's you going through it again and it being like a novel experience back in the day. Yeah. There's all these but, factors for sure, but just something about these newer takes on the game, I was like, all right, that was fine. But, like, if I were to go back and replay the game and you were to set out those two options for me, I'd probably just play the original. Not the remake. yeah. That, that's well, why I just think Resident Evil Two Remake stands stands apart from all these fucking remakes that are just being shifted out. I do think it's, that's been the best remake, but I still like prefer RE Two regular just because of all this the scenario differences and stuff like that. Like that game holds yeah. up. That, that's my favorite RE Resident Evil for sure. RE Two, and, and that's like I loved RE Two Remake. I thought they did a great job. But if you put the two in front of me, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the OG. But I, th- I think, like, you, you, you play them both separately. Yeah. The, they're like, you don't, the remake, it's not a replacement for the original. The original no, stands no. alone as this fucking amazing game. Yeah. Um, especially for the time. And, and nothing even comes close in survival horror, like, to Resident Evil 2 when Resident Evil 2 came out. In, in my opinion, nothing, nothing even fucking touches it. No, you're not wrong. Um, yeah. And then you have Resident Evil 2 Remake, and it's like a completely new experience, paying mm-hmm. homage to the original, and exists because of the original, and is catering to a whole new audience while being like faithful to the, the theme of the original, and, uh, yeah. and improving, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people will argue this, but it improves on some of the stuff that's bad in Resident Evil 2, like the voice acting, and the... Um, like come on like i I don't think i'm out of line here saying that like it's comical listening to the lines of dialogue in resident evil oh it's yeah terrible, yeah for sure man. yeah it, 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 it's and that's just part of the course like, for resident evil for the yeah. most part it, it's almost like good because it's bad it's like funny right it's it's, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. silly yeah um but just to be clear, resident- they haven't completely escaped that. I mean, we've played seven and eight. Let me give you an ex- well, example. Well, and, and RE four remake too. Let's not pretend I was those say, lines were delivered have, with have yeah, you guys not, enthusiasm. Not seen like Maddie's comics of all of Leon's cheesy lines. Oh God, yes. Nighty Night Nights absolutely kills me every single time he says it. But yeah, the the one thing I'll say for improving the story was like the way they handled um, Kendo. In, in Resident Evil 2. Yeah, like, what's Oh, that was that's great. That's one thing yeah. I do like about these remakes, regardless of everything else, is that I love the kind of new characterization there. Yeah. Oh, Marvin was great. Yeah, Marvin and Kendo in RE2 remake, they did a great job on both of them. Yeah, it's like that that's where you want to make improvements and like Well, I, I, you're sort of getting into the whole problem with remakes in that you've got really two options when you make one. You can either stay as faithful as possible, in which case you, you know, why are you doing it? Are you saying the original had problems? Are you trying to improve it? Like what your goal becomes muddied or you're trying to do something totally original or new with the idea, in which case you run into a, you know, something that's 
taking liberties. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, and and so like remakes are kind of one I, I, of the I, hardest types of media to objectively critique because you know if you haven't played the original, you're missing context. If you I, have played the original, you've got a bias. I, I just th- I just think it's like look how much the technology has improved. You know, this is this is so many yeah. years later. It's, you know, things yeah. things have like you know all kinds of new wonderful technology has come in. What would this game be like if it was made now? And and I think that's a cool idea. It's just yeah, it can the nostalgia be. is what's kind of driving the actual. It, that's not yeah. the reason they're making the games. I think no, that's, they're making that's, them for cynical reasons. Yeah, that that I mean, that's a cool reason to make a game, in my opinion. But that's not why remakes are being made, and that's like, the fucking problem. I, I know that the that there are problems with it, but the, ori- the but the remake of the first Resident Evil, the GameCube remake, right? Yeah, that is one of the few examples of a remake that I really like. Um, and I, you know, I know it's not perfect, and I know everybody hates the Crimson Heads and all that, but yep, like I <laughs> love that game. Um, and I really got That's the. Imp- more of a, it feels like more of a touch up though. It's not. It's almost. It's almost not well, a remake. It's like it's just like a touch up. It's like it's like um, you know, when a kind painting of, gets that's fucked why I up like and it. they get it and they get it redone. Like it does yeah. feel like it's in remaster territory. It's like well, kind of like kinda. where it's like s like Silent Hill. You know, like that. That's gonna be like a remake where it's like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, let me tell you why I like Resident Evil One remake because. I get the impression from it very strongly that this is a legitimate case of this is what they would have made back then if they could have. Yeah. Like, this is what they were trying to make. This was what was in their heads that they couldn't put on the screen. Well, do you think, like, Silent Hill, they would make his face, like... No. Just detached and, and no. kind of like whatever, or they would make it what they're doing right now with his goofy no. like sobbing. Abs- <laughs> like. And this is okay. So I, I I think we've talked about this before, but like Silent Hill Two and the conversation around well, you know, if they would have had the graphics, if they would have had the technology, they would have made him look like this is nonsense because yeah. they had the technology to do a lot of stuff, and they were very intentional with all of that. Yeah. There are ton of developer interviews uh and materials videos behind the scenes stuff everything where they explain why they did things the way they did it was very very intentional it wasn't due to to hardware limitations at all So this is on bloober just being like a turtle misread and be like well this is what we want to do yeah yes this is bloober being bloober bloober misreading something yeah (laughs) holy shit no this yeah you can because they you can look i mean look some of the some of the cg in silent hill 2 the facial animations you go back and watch those some of them are really just quite incredible there's almost like this this there's this uncanny soap opera type uh you know feel to them that if again if you if you sort of watch these these you know extra materials you you realize was very intentional they were trying to be uncanny they were trying to 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 put you off a little bit and you can tell, you know, from the facial animations, just how much control they had. There's actually a motion capture video you can see of one of the, I can't remember which developer it was, um, actually, uh, you know, creating a reference video for that introductory scene where, where you know, James is sort of like running his hand in front of his face. Yeah. And he's sort of staring blankly at the mirror. Like, 
there is reference footage for them planning that out, showing that is exactly what they were trying to do. Yeah, I have seen that, yeah. And the whole game is like that. It's it's just, I have such a problem with that game being remade because of, one, the amount of work put into it to make it look a certain way and feel a certain way. And two, because it's dealing with such adult subject matter in such a careful and considerate way that remaking it just seems offensive to me. It's like ham-fisted, kind of just like... It's it's yeah. like you are remaking and, and, and adding better combat mechanics to a game that is about a guy who killed his wife and his, you know, his trying to investigate those demons alongside other people who are going through things like abuse and and just like this is not. It's like, let's remake Schrodinger, like not Schrodinger. Let's let's remake Schindler's List, but adds add more CG to make the graphics more real. List. Like that's like so fucked Schrodinger's up. List. That's so. Yeah, that is fucked up. Sorry. You can cut that. Nope. That's no, how, don't cut that's that. That's how it feels to me. Don't cut that. All right, yeah, that'll be that'll be on the record forever. You can laugh at me, but, but you get what I mean. Like you're taking yeah. something that is not a normal piece of media. It's not a product. It was made for a reason. It's not pretending to have a reason. It has a reason. But now you are cynically making it into a product, and you are forgetting why it was made in the first place. And yes, I understand that this is a business and like, yeah, they're not going to make these games unless they're trying to make money and, you know, all of that. But that doesn't mean that the people who did it didn't have artistic aspirations. You know, Silent Hill yeah. 2, if, if you want to talk about the whole our games art debate, which I which I, I hate, I fucking hate that debate. It's a dumb debate. But if you had to have that debate, I'm not going to point to most of the of, you know, the the usual suspects. I'm going to point to Silent Hill 2. And it's it's just honestly, it's like, yeah, go ahead and remake it. But I do I like it's just such a short sighted, stupid idea to remake that game. Like I want to remake Silent Hill 2 is a statement said by somebody who did not understand that game. I saw they have a uh, a dodge mechanic. Yeah. OK. I mean, like, that's fine. It's just. It's the mentality of we need to improve the mechanics. We need to give this game. We need yeah. to give it better gameplay. We need to give it better and more dramatic graphics. Let's get we need rid of to, all the jankiness and make you know, it. Yeah, this. Uh, it's the, thing. it's pyramid head. Look, look, it's the thing. Like it's all very shallow and and cynical and. <laughs> Guess what? You can parry like pyramid this, heads attacks. Like the protagonist <laughs> killed his fucking wife with a pillow. Are you gonna make a Silent Hill? I know I made the joke before, but it's like if they made a Silent Hill two themed pillowcase, like that's the only way you could get more tone deaf yeah. in how you're handling this game. Online ceramics. You don't get it. You know what to do. Like you don't get it. It's so infuriating. Like. Like Angela's story, like you've got those the the Angela sweater, like that's actually really hilarious. But I'm sure that somebody at Konami probably thought that was a great idea. Oh, they'll recognize that character. Let's put that on a shirt. Let's make an action figure of An of Angela laying on the floor with a knife, trying to get over the fact that she's a rape victim. Like, are you people fucking stupid? <laughs> you don't understand the thing that you own. Okay, so you you bang on, man. 
we got more ducks coming out. We got the uh, the psychomantis duck and the <laughs> and the Otacon duck coming out. The ducks can stay. I'm sick of fucking saying this, right? I'm sick of saying this. <laughs> Where is the duck from Metal Gear Solid Two? Right. You know, you know, in the water when you fucking just before you get Stillman's <laughs> body floating in the water, there's a rubber duck. We want the we want the Metal Gear Solid Two rubber duck. I got one at Walmart like a week ago, man. Official. And it's just a yellow Official. fucking it's just, duck. It's just got the logo on the bottom and nothing yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how it's kinda like making a a a plushie for the for the Sheba in Silent Hill 2 by just putting headphones on a Sheba plushie. <laughs> And Kaiden is right. Where the fuck is our fat man plushie? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, come to MGS Con to hear me rant about stuff that no grown male should ever care about. <laughs> also, come to MGS Con to hear me DJ some Metal Gear remixes. Hell yeah. Also, come to MGS Con, watch me run Metal Gear Solid 3 in the tuxedo in European Extreme. We got DRK doing commentary. And of course, Days. And me, me apparently, yeah. Of course. Yep, so the full Kojima frequency spectrum will be uh, at MGS Con, and uh, we'll be doing our own little panel at the end of it all to uh, bring it all together. And if you see me at MGS Con and you want to talk to me, just come up and talk to me, man. I'm cool. I got a bit of social anxiety, but it's all good. Um, don't, you know, don't worry about it. I sometimes, I sometimes get... It's just because I sometimes get messages after I've been at events, and it's like, oh, I saw you there, but I, I didn't want to come up and, uh, for, uh, you know, I was worried about, um, you know, offending you by coming to talk to you. Don't worry about it. I'll be drunk anyway, so just come over and speak to me. <laughs> Don't talk yeah. to me. I've got cooties. <laughs> no, go ahead and talk to me. Definitely come up and say, hey, uh, I'll be playing music in the background during the, the whole event. And then uh, then I think playing some music during the cosplay contest and then finishing off the whole event with my DJ set at the end of it. But yeah, if you see me there, come say hey. Come say hey to any of us. Just don't be weird about it. They're totally going to be weird about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you think, if you're worried you might be awkward, don't worry, I'm even more awkward. Yeah. And we're also going to ask everybody to, uh, like, mute your codec call uh, text notifications because that's just going to be too oh my much God. that's all happening. Oh, outside. my God. What is this, 2008? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only one person's allowed that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's me. I need to know. <laughs> Yo, real talk, the codec call sound effect is one of the best, like, alarms. <laughs> like, it's, like, the most, like, alerting to your ear thing ever. I can hear it across my entire house. It's, For it's, a call, it's a yeah. Sound. Yeah. For a call, yes, but if you want to wake up in the morning, set it to the alert sound effect. That'll get your ass up. No, 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 no. For the alert, for an alarm, you want to go with the fiddle remix and just dive right into the whoa-ho part, and that just, that'll wake you right up. Oh, that'll, yeah, that's yeah. just traumatic. I, I literally had that set as an MP3 as a download for everybody. People were like, bro, this, this is the best alarm <laughs> like I've ever used. So, yeah, it, it does work. There are going to be every, every single person there is going to have that codec ringtone. Yep, day. it's going to be great. I'm so looking forward to it. That's going to that's going to be so much fun, and we yeah, all me get too. to meet up there in LA. It's it's going to be a good time. We should uh we should go like crash Konami HQ on the following day. I fancy that. I will write an email. Oh shit! I was about to say we we can make that happen for sure. Let's let's go to Konami. Yeah. Uh, presuming they don't listen to this episode.
<laughs> Don't worry, they won't. <laughs> All right, everybody. 